and welcome back to Who Interview, the show where friends yell over top of each other about a thing they love, that thing being Doctor Who. Today, we're going to be reviewing Series 11, Episode 6, Demons of the Punjab. I'm Nick G, and joining me today are Nick Z. Hey, here I am. Definitely not in 1940s India. Carolyn. I don't know what I'm doing here. Just like they didn't know what they were doing there. Ooh. <laughs> Chloe. I'm here for the nasty and the pasty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so. <laughs> I can't follow that up. Sorry. Though quite a few episodes of Futurama did make me cry. I don't think Roswell at Enswell was one of the ones that did. However, mm-hmm. this episode of Doctor Who definitely did. Did anyone else get a little misty eyed watching this episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, always cry at weddings. Uh-huh. I, mm, mm. No? It might have just been because I was watching it with Evan, but... <laughs> Does he have a, a numbing effect on your <laughs> emotions? Or? He's just generally amusing, so it kind of balances out, you know. It seems like establishing a pattern of, of their um, their going to the past episodes being, being fairly heavy, at least mm. with the two we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Rosa now this, um, and this was the f- the first uh, breath of non chibnal air. Oh, yeah. was so we got it for quite welcome. some time. Yeah, yeah. Rare. <laughs> so does this does this illustrate that Chris Chibnall is perhaps a good showrunner, just not a good show writer? Mm. Yeah, I think maybe he doesn't just doesn't need to write as much as he did for this season. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Clearly, no. You know. Uh, then maybe the old first and last, and then sure. fill everything else out with other writers. I mean, I think it's fine if he's if he wants to come on and be a co-writer. Yeah, because he co-wrote Rosa, did he not? Yeah, I think yeah. that basically meant like keeping character things or pl- or like arc. Though there isn't really so much of an arc at this point, um, keeping that stuff in line. But I think it was a majority. Um, Mallory Blackman, yeah, that yeah. wrote the bulk of the Rosa episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was uh, one thing that I saw pointed out that was interesting is the doctor didn't make much mention of all of Prem having the gun, which no. in, which in the prior episodes of this season, she was very anti-gun and anti-knife. Hmm. Like just Prem having the gun front, like his, like he was his like, war gun? Well, yeah, he was like walking through the forest with it and like firing at the, uh, the Yeah, like I, I kind of see where you're getting... Like, where that's coming from, but at the same time, like, I think it's like, it's like a context gun. Uh, yeah. Like, mm. like, it wasn't just like, this guy picks up a gun, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder every alien I see. This is like, a scared dude who's a farmer, who has his, like, military-issued gun, mm-hmm. who has what we now would recognize as PTSD. Yeah. Um, I think, and like... You see, like, two super creepy-looking alien, presumably aliens, yeah. demons, standing mm-hmm. over a holy man. Like, I, th- I think it's appropriate mm-hmm. gunning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Based on, especially based on what the doctor initially thought and they were. And he put were. it down very quickly, too. Like, he wasn't, like, continuing to stand there and threaten. And I think if he had, then she would have been like, Yo, stand dude, down. like, yeah. drop the gun. Yeah. And especially based on what the doctor initially thought they the aliens were mm-hmm. that it was a reasonable oh, totally, reaction because yeah. she thought they were the 
as they used to be, the assassins. So it was like a self-defense gun at that mm. point. But you're right. Like, we've definitely seen the Doctor more or less into, like, like fully guns are bad versus, like, guns are situally, situationally bad. Yes. And I never, I don't really like full-on guns are bad, Doctor, because, like, I don't think it's ever been, like, it always comes off, like, a little hypocritical. It's kind of like when Batman says guns <laughs> are bad, and then he punches you in the face with, like, like... $500,000 worth of Kevlar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> the gun Guns are best. Violence is fine. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like even the Doctor has a little bit of that lean that, like, guns are bad, but violence is okay. In, yeah, depending on De- the... And, like, the Doctor usually gets to be the judge of that situation. Yeah. Mm. Whether they should be or not. Did anyone, uh, I guess pr- prior to or after watching this episode, read up at all on the partition of India? Actually, no. Although I did, I did enjoy the, uh, for me anyway, educational aspects of the episode. Trusting that it's it's accurate, at least in terms of date and whatnot. The doctor is is really coming off as a teacher in this season, and and mm-hmm. it's. Mm-hmm. Going back to the roots, um, and I and I actually yeah. kind of enjoy that. It's been a long time since there's been like really purposeful information passed along, and these days you don't get a lot of that in adult TV, right? It was definitely handled better this episode because I feel like previous to this has been very heavy-handed. Yeah, it's, it's literally felt like an instructional video that you would like. <laughs> wheel out in front of a classroom <laughs> when there's like a substitute to you. here's your history lesson today kids like that's how wow. it's feeling on some of these episodes this one felt like a lot more organic and incorporated into the story um like certainly compared to the previous episode which was just like here's your two minutes of exposition yeah on kind of what antimatter is mm. yeah whatever it was this was like, but this did a better job of putting you in it, of showing, mm-hmm. not telling, mm-hmm. though a little bit of telling because um, you only have 50 minutes or whatever. <laughs> but there was definitely a big to-do made of, man, people should not be forgetting something mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And, this, you know, this has been forgotten by everyone. This was like, I saw some people consider this also almost like the inverse to Rosa, mm-hmm. like, like. British people should really be aware of this, whereas Americans might not as much know what's going on with it. Unless you've read the excellent novel uh, Midnight's Children by Salman Rushdie, which is also centered around uh, the partition of Indian parts. Oh. Yeah. Uh, It's on my list. (laughs) It's good. I have it. I can lend it to you if you are interested. Did that um, help or inform your watching this episode at all? I mean, I feel like I knew... Very little, approximately nothing about the partition prior to reading that. Yeah. So I came in here being like, like I know all of I know, I know what this is, and it's <laughs> not good. It's not, it's not ideal. No, no. Um, yeah, white yeah. dude, Lord Mountbatten, Matt Smith's uncle from The Crown, if you like. Yes, oh, that's uh, right. Was like, now, if we just divide these people up into countries based on which religion they are, that should <laughs> stop all the problems. <laughs> Some boy. Of course. It didn't. 
It's worked every other time that's that's been tried. Oh, God. I like how they kind of lampshaded it a little bit by telling Graham, it's like, because he said he's from England, it's like, yeah, you may not want to advertise that right Mm. now. They did it a couple Mm -hmm. of times. Yeah. Yeah. Who are these white English people? (laughs) Other than that, it, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess because, like, they didn't leave our, like, admittedly small set. We're just kind of in, so in, in, on this farm. the family there was like, okay, we've accepted that you're here, and now we've accepted you're going to help us with our demon problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, if they went down the road, I think then they would have more problems. Yeah. Yes. For or if sure. they were still there when that, like, cavalry came in. Yeah. Yeah. We got a subtle nod to the uh, TARDIS translation circuit. Mm-hmm. Yep. They never said that outright. No. It was just like, your Punjabi's pretty good for a foreigner. Yeah. Had they not already addressed the translation circuit? I feel like, yes. Like, I feel like the Doctor in maybe the second episode was like, oh, we have this translator thing, but if yeah. you didn't, the TARDIS would translate anyway, or something like that. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I mean, we didn't We didn't need it brought <laughs> up again. We get it. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I another thing I appreciate that kind of gave a bit of immersion to the whole story was them listening to the radio and hearing the broadcast of what's going on in India and them saying, you know, like, stay safe because shit's going to hit the fan, kinda, you know? Maybe not in yeah. those exact words, but. Oh, I believe Mountbatten was like, oh, I don't think there should be a problem at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I also thought... Um... When Manish was, like, putting down the flags, I'm like, that's a bit much. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of learn his his viewpoint a little later on. But, like, he's like, yeah, you guys stay over there. <laughs> stay over here. It was... Jeez, yeah. Mm. It's, I feel like this particular season of Doctor Who has a bit of a theme running through it. Where they, like, in Roseanne and this one, where the more things change, the more they stay the same. I don't know if we brought it up before, but, like, even in the far-flung reaches of the future with, like, time travel and the that and whatever, there's still going to be, you know, racist dickholes. And then you've got this story where, like, these people, and they've harped on it a couple of times, the characters themselves, stating that, like, we have lived together for decades and generations, side by side, perfectly fine, while the sun is, like, it not okay anymore. It's kind of like, because it's relevant to today, because this kind of garbage is still going, and it's like, are you kidding me? This is decades old. Like, we shouldn't be thinking this way anymore. And Doctor Who's kind of being like, guys, come mm-hmm. on. Well, um... Manesh was just trying to deal with some bad hombres. Uh, yeah, um... I mean, well, while I don't... I'm not I'm not sure if if prior to the partition of India, everything was perfect harmony. No, no, no. But no I mean, because, probably not. But yeah. I think that's what we were talking about. We were saying, no. before that... Everyone was working together to be mad at the white people. Yeah, <laughs> and then all the white people left. There was a hate like, vacuum. Let's be mad at each other. Yeah. yeah, and then and then having land associated with a religion kind of formalizes yeah. that. It's like, oh, this is our land, kind of thing now. So yeah, it yeah. complicates an already complicated problem. But <laughs> that the white people started in the first place. That's right. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but you're right in that the Doctor and Co are very much similar to the, what are these guys, the Thajarians. Mm-hmm. They have largely been 
witnesses this season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, last last episode, they did change things. things. They yeah. saved the ship from blowing up and got rid of the thing yep. by right. feeding it a bomb. I mm-hmm. feel like last week's episode is like like rapidly trickling out of my head. <laughs> like I feel like you were say as you were just saying that sentence, I'm like. Save a what ship. ship? What? what happened? <laughs> in the ship? Oh yeah, but it's kind of like that Christmas episode that I will never remember. <laughs> yeah, that's that, right. That was about not being able to remember. Yeah, uh, we should freaky. watch it this Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> so I can forget it again. Exactly. Nice. Um, but in in Rosa, the sum total of what they did was everything stayed the same. They helped facilitate a little bit. Yes, but ultimately, yeah, we're <laughs> like like their goal was that it happened the way it already happened. Mm-hmm. And in the spider episode, they didn't really do much. I mean, they killed the spiders that were there. Yeah. But only in the name of trying to figure out the the greater mystery. And then they figured it out and discovered that the problem would just solve itself. Uh, In the ghost monument, they were just also there. I guess because they're like, nobody was really like, there wasn't really any like threat. <laughs> there were the weird bandages, and then, like, briefly, there were a bunch of gun robots. And, like, those yeah. two people against each other, but... Yeah. Like, there wasn't really anything for them to, like, solve, I mean, I that, guess? that was mostly about them being like, okay, we're stuck out here without yeah. the TARDIS yeah. kind of thing. We need to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of, like, you can't always affect change, or... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's it's a, if it's a you-can't-change-history thing. I don't... That's not necessarily Doctor Who, but... Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of them being witnesses, mm-hmm. which is, I think, um, a strength in some episodes. Mm-hmm. In Rose, I think it was. In this episode, I think it was. Oh, definitely. Because I, th- I think, going back, Z, to when you're asking, oh, do you still think this is a mature series? Yeah. This this is. This episode is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, having a couple of things. Having the ending being like, they... They can't change anything. And you knew, because otherwise Yaz wouldn't yeah. be there, right? And the fact that her actual grandfather, that um, her her grandmother married, wasn't even in the episode. Yeah. It wasn't like, also, this guy's pretty great. That, it was just like... Yeah. Yeah, I kept expecting... Like, when when we first meet... Um, Prim? Prem? Prem? Prem. Prem. Yeah. Uh, I kept expecting her to be like, well, that's my uncle. You yeah, know, like that's my my cousin Pram. What's he doing there? Yeah, but no, it's just I guess it was this other guy. She so met him after later they, after they flee. Yeah, yeah. to Lahore. Yeah, Lahore, Lahore, Lahore. Lahore. Yeah, yeah. Um, presumably that's where she meets Yaz's actual grandfather. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was not. It wasn't like oh, I also. They didn't even throw in like a, oh like oh so this guy was as important as Prem or anything like that. Yeah. It was just like he, sometimes true love is star crossed and it doesn't happen. Your first love gets murdered by racial tensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And although I was thinking about this when you were saying like the idea of like the doctor being witnesses versus not being witnesses. The episodes in which doctor and co have not necessarily been just witnessing have all been future 
Yes. It seems like that's that's the difference. Like, oh, who gives a shit about the future? <laughs> the future is not our past. That's someone else's past. So we can so, do whatever yeah. we want. But Whereas but, the past is the real past. And that becomes tricky, complicated. Yeah. Because yeah. they're... Like, so far, we've only had a couple... But it's it hasn't been let's go for a romp in the past. I mean, I guess that's how this episode started because started, Yasuo oh, yeah. seen my nan when she was young. But they're all they're both like really fraught in like intense periods mm-hmm. in history, periods and places in history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that becomes the story guy. Mm-hmm. Well, in the case of the first one with Rosa, though, it was that the TARDIS was like, nope, we're staying here. And it's like, why are we staying here? And it's like, because problem solved, please. It's that Kronos mm-hmm. energy or yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Cronut energy or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Definitely the Cronut energy. <laughs> Big Cronut energy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I sort of, and I, lo- I kind of liked Manish as the villain. Yeah. Yeah, like in as much as there was a villain, right? Because you find out that he killed the holy man, That's and you're like, "What? Yeah, he doesn't seem capable." Mm-hmm. No, um, they also especially with those those nerd glasses. Also, I'm really oh, surprised no one was like, "Oh, he was shot." He didn't yeah. seem shot. No, no, they they didn't. They certainly didn't say, "Look, he got shot," or nor nor was there a visible that I could see bullet. Yeah, there was no yeah. discussion um, on that. I, I mean, I guess they were just looking at, like, the the purple dust or whatever that was yeah. coming off of them. I was distracted by that. It was one of those things that when we were watching the episode, though, like, when those two aliens confessed that their entire planet was just decimated and they decided, we're not going to be assassins anymore, we'll be witnesses for those who just die without anyone being around. It's like, oh, gee. It's one of those things where instead of just, you know, curling in on themselves and being miserable, they decide to try and do something <coughs> good instead. So, like, when they confessed that they were the ones that killed the the priest, that they were just there to witness him, it's like, oh, crap. I look at Nick, I'm like, do you suppose a little brother did it? Yeah. And then, sure enough. Yeah. Got, yeah. There was hardly anybody else around yeah, to do I get, it, I guess. I, I guess who else would it be? Yeah. So and the Harry mom. Potter all along. <laughs> he yeah. only had the glasses get- sometimes, though. <laughs> what was up with that? Uh, Clark Kent. His Harry Fashion Potter glasses. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, His Trotsky glasses. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the idea that he's, like, he called, like, this this group over. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, you know, with his brother and he's, like, picking up the gun. But you can tell he's, like, not confident because he's got his brother at the end of a barrel mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of thing. But he's, like, this is what I believe and this is... Th-. Like, it reminded me of Theon from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going through with it even though he's definitely not sure what the right thing is. And I'd be curious to see... How his life played mm. out after that. I I don't think it's a follow-up we're going to get. But no, that would be very interesting, though. Yeah. But I kind I of... I think it's just as likely this this kid, because he was like not that much older than like no. a kid, probably becomes an unfortunate casualty of like the rioting and yeah. the violence that is happening slash to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and one of the things... He doesn't seem terribly capable. No. And the thing that the episode kind of alluded to was that he did not go to war, whereas Prem did. Mm-hmm. And so Prem was a lot more mature, even though they might not have had a huge difference in age. Mm-hmm. He was probably slightly too young for, like, 
enlistment. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe it was like you have to somebody's got to stay back mm. and take care of the farm. Yeah. So he had all this. Manish had all this anger and like had never been in battle or killed anyone. Mm-hmm. So and it was, it was just like this must be the right thing. And then maybe you know, maybe he his his life changed significantly once he did that. But. He's early our red pill. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, as you say, so it was interesting to have these, to have the doctor be like, oh, they're assassins. And then, um, Beep. the switch gets flipped and they, and they are, uh, remorseful assassins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, on the whole, it's been a pretty nice balance so far in the season between, um, monsters or villains or enemies or whatever, whatever the antagonist happens to be in the episode mm-hmm. actually being a threat. And just being misunderstood. Mm, the spiders. Yep. That little critter. The ping. Yeah. It, it was just hungry. Yeah. It wasn't trying to kill yeah. people. I, I would even go so, so far as to say, like, justifiably misunderstood. Mm. Yeah. Because if she, if the if the doctor had encountered them at an earlier point in their history, yes, they would have been assassins. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, actually, when when she was talking about them like that, when the doctor was uh, describing their history and you know how famous they were as assassins and oh man, who's their target and all this stuff, I was like, oh, I guess this is this is the series uh, Daleks now. No, but no, no. But when they said basically they're the last ones, yeah, those two are the only ones left, oh. And, like, it kind of reminded me of how the Doctor for the longest time was the only one left and how lonely that feels. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm not, not, uh, what, how do I don't want to put this? I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that not being what the show's about anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a little weepy. Now, now it's all about zany that- adventures <laughs> off screen and then maybe slightly <laughs> more serious ones on screen. Mm-hmm. That being said, I thought their design was like a little much. Multiple eyes. And- I mean, gene- um, gene- they genetically like, like even themselves. more, even more just their outfits, like huge spiky shoulder oh. gauntlets <laughs> and stuff like that. Like not very I guess stealthy. They were assassins, <laughs> but maybe. I mean, I guess they don't need to be stealthy. Those are uh, those are their party. They're not robes. doing anything. But uh, they were black in the morning, like, you know. Yeah, but maybe something more like monkish. Yeah. Ish, yeah. Something not. Okay, I get, I, like maybe they never changed mm. when they changed from being assassins to mm. witnesses. Man, this is my comfortable pair of pants. I'm not going to change it. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people compared them to the the from Twice Upon a Time, the Last Capaldi episode, the Christmas special. And I have almost no memory of that yeah. episode. The, not the witness, something like that. The testimony? That's yeah. it, the testimony. Uh, where he thought... No, no, hang on. Is that the one where he meets Hartnell? Yeah. Meets Hartnell self? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was like, well, these people are have, have died and they're dead and gone, but this whole thing makes it so they can live a happy life. Isn't it just so they can testify to 
the doctor was a good person. That something happened. Oh man, I don't, I don't remember. Some sort of so space joke. Oh, I remember that it was like it was Nardle and and Bill, and they're saying, "Yeah, we both died. And that's cool. Yeah, we're all right. And there's nothing nefarious here." Yep. Right. I don't remember that very much at all. The overall story though is a total blank for me. Well, it was I basically the weird robots and let's kill Hitler. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> it was basically um, the doctor in his first iteration and his twelfth iteration coming to terms with regenerating. Yeah, that was basically what it was all about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember that much. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't really yeah. see the. I guess if they have like a compendium, all the faces of the people who died without witnesses. It's kind of like that, I guess. Maybe it was the start of it. I don't know. But it kind of, it lends to me, like, are they just going to stick around on Earth? Are they going to go around to other planets? Because, like... I think the implication is they are going around to other planets. <laughs> did they did they state that they're trying, that they're going to do everyone? Everyone who dies unwitnessed. Yeah. Ever? Yeah. Oh. Apparently. Yeah, because that's... I guess still- that's a lot. I guess they live forever. They're like it sounded like they were like ancient ones or yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's uh like that guy from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy whose plan is to like go around and insult literally every <laughs> single person in the universe alphabetically, I think. <laughs> An admirable goal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and probably gets to the point where like he's just like, You suck. No effort is put into it at all. It's just that's your insult. Take it, go. It's kind of what it was when he got to Arthur Dent. I don't see anything on here. Oh, there it is. The testimony. Yeah. Okay, picking up his sonic sunglasses, remarking he'll find out what the testimony's purpose is. Okay. God, okay, we clearly yeah. need to rewatch like several Christmas episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not going to get to it. Right away. <laughs> no. Most of them are not great, and that's why we don't rewatch them. No, but uh, in recent times, they've had the Christmas episodes have had to. Uh, They're part car- of the arc. Yeah, carry the weight of the arc and be quote real episodes. Mm-hmm. And they've, uh, it's changed a little bit, <laughs> including that one with the superheroes <laughs> in New York. Oh man, that one was. Was terrible. that a Christmas hey! one? Yeah. Oh really god! Bad. Yeah, it was Christmas in New York. They didn't even try to do the New York accent. They missed a no huge one, opportunity. No one remotely had an accent the kind that we do here on this show. <laughs> like not even close. Hey, I'm walking here, which is apparently ad libbed. Regular. Eh. Hmm. Hey, keep it up, bud. You're gonna need a doctor. I don't care if you are one or not. <laughs> Oi, A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we've gotten downward spiral of A's <laughs> and O's. That's... G, bring us back. <laughs> okay, so I, I thought... Mr. I'm, G, bring us back around. I mean, it's probably one of the better lines of the series so far. When the doctor just just says, oh yes, anything about, about gender, sex, or generation <laughs> that I say is me making a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was yeah. okay. Yes. <laughs> ha ha ha! So funny. Ha ha. If like uh, like if that's if that's as much as it gets addressed, I think that's fine. Yeah. Um. 
I mean, the joke being the over-explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like... I, I, I definitely... I feel like when we... If you were to go back and listen to, like, the the preliminary episodes of, of this, like, trying of us trying to talk about, like, coming into the season, I definitely talked about how, you know, I don't want the Doctor to go, like, too feminine. Like, what's the balance to strike? I almost sort of want to backpedal on that a little bit, and I want her to be a little bit more feminine, just, I guess, to kind of... I just want her... I kind of want to... I want her to explore it. Yeah, Yeah. maybe you can... Hmm. I want it to come across like there is not a weakness in femininity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's... Nobody wants to address that, and so instead we're making the Doctor almost asexual entirely which arguably is how the doctor was for many years (laughs) although as a man right and i I don't know i think i want i think i want a little bit more like it not being a joke as much anymore well okay so the line that i just said i thought that was funny i didn't appreciate when she was like i never did this when i was a man i don't think that was a good line no because when they're like no I feel like I felt the opposite way about those lines. Oh. Yeah. Well, because it's true. She never did. She was thrilled with it. She was excited. It was like, wow, I've never, I I never got to do this as a man. Like, this is great. This is fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was just the doctor, you know, cheerfully throwing something off, off the cuff. And then later having to. excited about a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Later having to sort of uh, backpedal herself. Uh, after she realized the awkward stares mm. and such were mm-hmm. directed at her. What do you mean when you were a man? What? <laughs> Gotta explain that, but... Actually, come really. to think of it... <laughs> I'm trying to think back through all the different doctors. Uh-huh. And there's only one instance I can think of. Mm-hmm. Where it was Tennant holding a kitten... Okay. Because it, it was the one it, gridlock, I think it was, where okay, like, yeah. they were stuck in traffic, and oh, one of his friends was like a cat person, and they yeah, had yeah, children, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. they were literal little kittens, and he's holding one like yeah, oh. yeah. Father Dougal. Yeah, Father Dougal. Yeah, that's right. And I'm just thinking, it's like, wouldn't it be amazing if the Doctor just was able, and without any sort of comedy attached to it, to just be like, oh, puppies, do you want to hold one? It's like absolutely yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's just a cute little puppy. Who doesn't want to hold that? Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Wasn't like he like that? Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't he hold the kitten? Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's and what I mean. That's the only instance I could think of. Oh, and Eccles, I think, just picked up a random cat huh? in an alley. And that was it. That was it. Like, there wasn't really any interaction with some cute animal. Like, there wasn't that That's sort right. of soft kind of, you know, mm. friendly... And I guess stereotypically what feminine. All the 11th, what about all the eleventh doctors' interactions with Stormageddon? Yeah, that's, that's true. Along a similar line. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the doc- like uh, that. I mean, that sorry, that becomes like a whole nother conversation. Where like, why are these? Why are why is interacting with with infants with, with babies and puppies and kids, why is that feminine? Why is that an, and why is that negative? Like that is another whole can of worms. Oh yeah. Like, like, why, why does the doctor have to be a woman to do all of those things? And I'm very confused about all of this person, like, in my own, like, 
personal mind. I'm on the one hand, I'm of so many minds about this. Like on <laughs> the one hand, it's like none of this stuff is like why why is any of this stuff gendered? And then on the other mm-hmm. hand, I'm like, why is femininity a bad thing? And on mm-hmm. the other hand, I'm like, why does she have to present as feminine just because she is a woman now? And yeah. why is her capability tied up in all of that? And I don't know what I want but to see. <laughs> I think I think that in a situation like that, one thing that I think is consistent pretty much across the doctor is the doctor does not talk down or condescend to anyone or anything. Yeah. If there was a dog, she'd be like, how are you? I'm the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Right? She wouldn't infantilize it because she didn't infantilize Craig's baby. No, Stormageddon's boss. Exactly. <laughs> But, like, was it Matt Smith that established that he can speak dog and baby and whatever? <laughs> baby. Probably. I don't, baby I, for sure. I don't yeah. I don't know if there was a dog thing yeah. or not. Maybe. Yeah. I, I would assume that means all doctors could speak mm-hmm. those languages. Or at least or something he learned. Doctor. Okay, then every subsequent doctor can speak yeah. baby as well. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like maybe Pertwee just was in someone's house and there was a dog and he was like, hi, dog. Or something. <laughs> like like in a very normal way that you would. But, yeah. Dogs. <laughs> um, one thing. Sorry, we were talking about dogs. But like, but like on, the, on the subject of gender, another way you can read the way that it's, that this season is playing out is she's not making every situation about herself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Which I think I appreciate. Yes. I mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, she wanted some companionship, doesn't want to be alone in the TARDIS, but at the same time is totally cool just witnessing mm-hmm. or observing. Well, okay, again, f- forgive me, but, like, wasn't Tennant's whole thing that, like, he was just very grandiose greatest. and very about himself and, like, will be unto <laughs> me? Yes, but also every character in the show was also like, man, you're so great. Yeah. <laughs> Donna. Yeah, and that's like yeah, Donna was great. So, in retrospect, I feel like Donna never got the appreciation she should have got. Yeah. No. And I think people are coming around to Donna now because they realize that like she was a really good foil for the yes. doctor. Yes. And a foil is more entertaining to watch than like a lover or an an mm-hmm. interest or something like yeah. that. The I yes feel man. Like you have to be mm-hmm. a little bit more careful if someone's there as a love interest. Yeah. Because and, it, it does risk getting boring. And I think it seems like the show's moved on from doing that with the Doctor. Yeah, hallelujah. That has <laughs> happened since Amy and and the um, Doctor in the first season. And, like, Matt Amy Smith. had, like, a crush, and then she, like, she got over it. Yeah, by, yeah, by nice. the next season, that was kind of done. I mean, we're watching, we're rewatching The Office. Who's more interesting, Jim and Pam or Jim and Dwight? Jim and Dwight, obviously. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great metaphor, but... <laughs> Like, like that that conflict is always going to be more interesting than like. So, I love you. Okay. Well, I guess that's why the <laughs> I, also love I know you. between the Doctor and Romana, for example, that was um, because they were not I mean, each other's throats, but like well, with Mary with uh, Romana the first Mary Tam, it was definitely much more foils. Yeah. With uh, Romana yes. the second, mm-hmm. maybe a little less so. Well, wasn't it because Ramona Romana Ella Ward or Lala Ward and. Uh, Lala Ward, Tom yeah. Baker. Yeah, yeah they, were, they... they were a couple off yeah. yeah, yeah, for a while. Hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know if they were a couple while they were filming Doctor Who. That they I'm might not have sure. Been. No, I'm not sure of that. Um, but they were. Yeah, yeah. that's point. interesting. 
Um, but yeah, I get back to the episode, though. Yeah. This is <laughs> thank you, G. Good conversation to have and continue to have as we. As we, going, go the as we go through the season. As we go through the season. I enjoyed just like the doctor running through. It's like, oh, there's another one of those transmat things. And then she Yoink. keeps sticking them in her pockets. I yeah. expect her to have like giant armfuls of them as she was running out <laughs> No, of there was only like maybe half a dozen. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe four even. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a lot. Let's put that. It was a very compact uh, situation. I did like her saying confiscated. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, mind now, when you mentioned. Uh, the doctor, like this not being like the doctor focused on themselves as much as maybe previous ones. I I pose the question. Mm. What is the, who is this season focused on? Because I still don't feel like it's very focused on the companions either. No, they're kind of less than the sum of their parts almost. Mm. It almost, like, Based on what we have of the season, of the season so far, I would say that it's almost more like a series of stories that really aren't about any of them in particular. But through those stories, we learn more about this cast of four characters: human history I mean, and oh yeah. I mean that's definitely true, and I and I feel like maybe the um, the one the characters that are just there for the episodes are getting. More spotlight than they usually mm. do. I, yeah. And I'd like for the TARDIS team to come in the background, but we don't see those characters again after the episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a. There, I, you know, in some cases, I'd say they, they may have been stronger characters for it. Maybe in the Ghost Monument. Mm. Uh, yeah. The character of Rosa was, was done pretty well. And yep. I think a lot of the characters in this episode were, were fleshed out really well. Like you kind of yeah. got what they were about immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, as you go on, you, you know, they're not in every episode. Mm-hmm. So you have like the, the core crew less filled out. Like we don't even have much of the, um, the bookends in the TARDIS. No. For the episode. No. We did this episode or we started in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. No, we started with at oh yeah no yeah we her started grandmother's with, birthday party yeah, yeah. right yeah. and then to the TARDIS and yeah, then yeah. yeah. So this episode was focused mostly on Yaz. Mm. Did anyone else find the beginning kind of like what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like how mm-hmm. how did they go from which part of the beginning it being like just okay to go and visit her grandmother like. The doctor got peer pressured into it. <laughs> that's well, definitely true. That's pretty much it. And she even laments and like as also... soon as they found out, like found where she was, she's like, "This is a bad idea." <laughs> but then aliens, and also... it's like, "Okay, wait, we gotta investigate this." Yep. I would also argue that this episode wasn't focused on Yaz. Yes, I still don't know anything about Yaz. Yeah, we know about her I grandma. Know she's now. Five. Yeah. Yep, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like her grandmother's not on the TARDIS. Why? Why in the long run do I care about her grandmother? Like this was a great okay. story, and in the yep. short term, I care about her grandmother. But yes, at the end of the day, at the end of this season, I don't care about her grandmother. I mean, okay. I th- right. Here's my theory. So we don't know much about Yaz. And Yaz doesn't really know much about her own history because her grandma was a little bit mum on the subject. Mm-hmm. Like she gave her the watch. This belonged to your Is grandfather. That weird, though? 
No, no, like, I'm just not, hang on. So he, she gave us the watch, it was her granddad's, it's like, oh, you know, you never really told us much about that, it's like, well, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> so Yaz, in, you know, her maybe selfish desire to find out more, pressures the doctor into going into the past to find out what the heck happened. Finds out what the heck right. happened, is heartbroken by what her grandma had to go through. Now she knows part of her history. So when she goes back to the present and she's talking with her grandma and she says, do you want to know more about the watch? She's like, no, it's okay. You don't have to tell me. Well, no, because she already knows. She already knows, yeah. sure. But like now she knows why it was hard for her grandma to tell her the story about it before. She was just being like, I want to know. Right. Let's go and find <laughs> out. <laughs> that was, yeah. Fine. But does that, what does that have to do with Yaz's character? Well, I, now we know I about her history. Many, there are many things I don't know about my grandparents, but that... Yeah kind of ultimately doesn't change what you guys know about me. That's no. true. All right. I do want to ask you this. Okay. What did Yaz's grandmother do in this episode that you know something about her that Yaz has not done in the series yet? Wait, what? You said you know her grandmother better than you know her. No, I, I at the end of this episode. Yes. Like, I learned more about her grandmother than I learned about Yaz. I'm not saying they both started from, like, zero knowledge of each. Yes. I'm just saying, like... The episode was more about Yaz's grandmother, what what she went through, her first husband, the watch, all of that, mm-hmm. her first wedding, versus Yaz. I know that she went and watched all of that happen. Right. That's what I mean. I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying they started from the same level of what I know about them. I'm just saying that if it was a bar graph I increased the bar in Yaz's grandmother with this episode, and I did not increase the bar of Yaz. Yeah, that's fair. What do you want her to do? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking anything. <laughs> All I know is that she's a cop, and her mother wants her to have a boyfriend or girlfriend, and Tumblr wants her to also have a girlfriend. Right. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Well, I think it's, I think it's a little bit helpful to compare uh, what we know about her to what we know about Ryan. And yes. it seems like with Ryan, the stuff that, that we've been told has been mostly um, direct, you know? He had that... Um, I forget the term for it. But that's... Uh, dyspraxia? Yes, yes. Dyspraxia. Um, and he's got a YouTube channel. And, you know... Oh, yeah, I forgot about he, his YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's uh, unable to... videos things like, hey. <laughs> unable to ride a bike. Um, not quite ready, or maybe will never be ready, to call uh, Graham his, his grandfather or father or whatever. Um, not too keen on his dad, but, you know, kind of maybe going to be in contact at some point. So we know a lot of stuff there. I feel like with Yaz, everything that's being developed isn't being given so explicitly she's a cop um i'm gonna guess the older sister yeah in the family yeah yeah so i mean anything you want it seems like anything you want to know about yeah is you kind of have to extrapolate get through yeah exactly extrapolate from her profession she's a cop she must be tough um her mom's always on her for you know where's your boyfriend where's your girlfriend so maybe she's avoiding relationships and focusing on career instead. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the elder sister, so she's probably more responsible. Probably more pressured to get married first. And that's yeah. the whole hound. Yeah. Why don't you have a significant other yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's not that we don't know things about Yaz. It's just that they've not been as explicitly given, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. 
I will say this. Yep. I would agree that we we haven't seen her develop that much or or have any real big moments. I still think we know the most about her out of any of the companions. I disagree. I think we know the most about Ryan. You really? Yeah. I think he's been the most developed. I mean, we don't know what he does. No, maybe. I don't think he does. I think it might be something about a warehouse, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he work in a factory? Something like that. Needle doesn't sound particularly. Yeah, warehouse or factory. Interesting or anything. It wasn't. It wasn't very well developed in that way. and no. and his personality is based I mean, is not based on work, whereas she is no. a workaholic. So everything is based on work. It. <laughs> I think I, think I would th- even argue she's not a workaholic because we've not once seen her back at work. No, we haven't. <laughs> seen I mean, her. we haven't seen any of them <laughs> back at their regular. Lives. I mean, I think sh- I think she's you know like the rest of them she's got a personality and reacts to various situations yeah you know in her own way but she doesn't diverge from stereotypical doctor who companion Mm. Mm -hmm. i think we have the best feel of graham's personality and we have the best feel of ryan's uh, i guess backstory Yeah. yeah 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 whereas i feel like we have to like the show is asking us to infer things from all of Yaz's relatives. We don't yeah. have Yaz's motivation, is what we don't have. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that's Ryan it. and Graham. We kind of do based on Grace at the beginning. That was kind of a jumping off point for them. Yeah, yeah. But for Yaz, we didn't have a jumping off point. She was also there. Also, I just sort of like this popped into my head. What episode this season are we going to see Graham's grandmother? <laughs> Because we've seen the other two. I guess we've had the so other two. So that's only a matter of time, right? <laughs> now we're going to go back in time and see Graham's grandmother. She was a seamstress or something. And then we go meet Susan. <laughs> yeah. The doctor's <gasps> grandmother. And it comes full circle. This is the grandmother arc. <laughs> Boy. Oh my god, that would actually be amazing. <laughs> if this is all just trying to get us to Susan. Uh. Well, I mean... If... Okay, the whole... <laughs> With the grandmother, like, the map yeah. on the wall, yeah. it was a little bit inaccurate, but whatever. And, like, she just, like, wherever yeah. her finger lands, that's where she's going to go. And it landed on Sheffield, and it's like, oh, it sounds so exotic. And mm-hmm. then, you know, eh, not as exotic as I thought it sounded, but still, it's a good place. Because it, you know, gave us a home, gave me your mother, gave me you. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's so it sort of, sort of brings together, you know, these things came together, and that's how you came to be kind of a thing. And that, like, that all that backstory from the grandma is your history and that's you as well right so maybe that's what they were trying to infer well that's that's all telling yeah and and i don't i think it's a sign of a weak character when all of your characters when you're supposed to take all of your characters like personality and backstory and motivation from their family yeah yeah like i'm not my family I'm yeah. certainly influenced by my family, but I'm I'm not my family. I'm my experiences and my like thoughts and beliefs and we never get yeah yeah as being in like with just with the team mm-hmm. being like I wish my family would leave me alone mm-hmm. or I mean she does she I think she did say that but she no said, go on they drive me nuts and and that was her motivation it. to go in the TARDIS like like we've seen a lot of her family but she doesn't. 
react to that very much. No. And as soon as she was getting into it with Graham, mm-hmm. um, it was all Graham talking. And then he was like, man, but we're doing crazy adventures. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually think it could, they could like develop her more maybe if she went off. Like, I feel like they haven't quite done enough with the different configurations of the four people in the TARDIS right now. Cause we've seen, you know, I feel like we've seen almost every, every grouping or pairing at this point. <laughs> every, like, yeah, split. Yeah. yeah, every split with like Yaz and Ryan going off in Rosa or, uh, Graham and Yaz and, the, uh, the demons of the Punjab, um, uh, Yaz and the android in in the the conundrum episode. Mm. Yeah. So mm. like you've seen these different configurations, I just feel like maybe they haven't quite done enough with them. Because I mean, I would think that if you've got characters that you know people know quite a bit about, like Graham, like Ryan, having Yaz around them might help bring a little bit more of her out. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I, I think yeah, we need to see more, like more companion on companion, <laughs> more companion <laughs> with companion. Yeah, as opposed to like throwing in all of these story specific characters and developing them. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I think I, could, mm. I think that maybe that maybe gets to the crux where, as. Uh, as somebody already mentioned mm-hmm. on this very episode, mm-hmm. these episodes are very much more about these one-off side characters than past series episodes have been. So I feel like that's taking some of the oxygen out of the room for the companions. Well, yeah. maybe specifically for yes. But isn't that <laughs> also a good thing? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because like, like she was saying that this episode, you know, made them all misty eyed and kind of teary because these are characters that we aren't really going to interact with again. But like, you feel for them. Oh you, yeah, you wouldn't have felt for them at all if they hadn't developed them at all. It was one of those things where like, well, he died. Who cares? But like, yeah, here, I, mean, I think he dies. It's like, oh god, no. I think they probably could have I had a a similar result if if it had. If it had been maybe a little bit more about Yaz's relationship with her grandmother, mm-hmm. like there could have been something there that might have been just as as uh, tear jerking. Mm. Like I feel like um, like the like Prem and Manish and Umbreen and mm-hmm. oh, I forget their um, mothers, their, the mother or her mother's name. Yeah, like uh, I I thought they were all good characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for That's sure. Not- Oh yeah, it? like yeah. It, it wasn't that the characters were bad, and I'm oh, not no. saying like, like. I think I think it's two. I think it's two separate things that we're talking about here. Like, I'm glad that they developed the characters the way they did mm. in this episode because, like, I did. There was an emotional payoff for me at the end of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But long term, I feel like doing this is making the the development of our core crew mm-hmm. suffer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because the emotional payoff in this episode didn't really come from any of the crew. It came from Umbreen's experience with Prem and the meaning behind the watch. Mm-hmm. 
I think it was really sweet that they wanted to to incorporate the two different religion, like the, yeah. with a wedding, like one with a rope and the one with a keepsake. It's like, yeah. aww. With, with him, with him, literally saying, "We did a Hindu thing, now we're gonna do a Muslim thing." Yeah, I felt like that was sure. realistic. I, I thought that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how'd you like the doctor? Uh, what's the word? Officiating. For? Officiating the ceremony. Oh. Why wasn't she available for our wedding? <laughs> right. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Got that? I guess because we were not. Getting married in the past in uh. war-torn India, Pakistan. Mm. I told you we should have booked that. <laughs> oh Welp. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. It was like the closest we've gotten, I think, to like a like a, a quote doctor a speech. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. this season. Mainly on the subject of love. Yeah, which is a yeah. which is a favorite uh, topic of a doctor's speech. Yeah, we haven't had like a like a righteous indignation doctor's speech. <laughs> no, 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 not but, yet. Uh, this was nice. Not yet. Yeah, that's for the finale. <laughs> but it was nice. Yeah, I I think she needs like just a touch, like put the sonic down like a little bit. Yeah. I feel really? like every like every time she's it's, it's like it's like she's rolling a perception check every single time ah. she's in a new area. Well, why not? <laughs> I think she's using it about the same amount that that Matt did. That Matt Smith did. Yeah, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like that was like peak Sonic. Yeah, was was uh, the Eleventh Doctor. Well, I mean, that's twice now she's been like, oh, it's broken. No, it's fine. No, no. <laughs> yeah, what's that needs to stop? <laughs> either either it's broken or it's not. But like, stop! Like, oh, it's fine. Actually, <laughs> I feel like it's less about it being broken and more about it being overloaded. Well, last—that's what she said this time. It was yeah. overloaded, and then the previous time it was, was literally broken, it was eaten, and then by that it had guy. all the energy sucked yeah. out. To- I ate Masonic. Masonic. <laughs> I mean, at least it's. A little bit more consistent with the newer doctors in the Sonic. I feel like before the Sonic was just this Deus Ex that could do whatever, like ignite the swamp gas and like, oh. I mean, it's it's mainly uh, mainly like a tricorder now. Yeah, which I yeah. I like that. I like the idea that the Doctor can just see like the light that it emits and get information than that. I like that idea because <laughs> um, there seems to be no display that should be readable at all and no real difference between the. The varying lights that yeah. come out of it. Yeah. Um, she also put some great faces in this episode. Man, Jodie Baker has great face. Like, like, <laughs> which is like, oh, we should just introduce ourselves and then leave. <laughs> right? And then, and then Yaz is like, oh, I'll go help with that. And Jodie goes, oh. Oh, no, she didn't. Anything else anyone has to say about this episode? Mm. Oh, um, the end theme. Oh yeah, end theme was sure. a little, was fun. That was that was different. Yeah, that was interesting. Because at first I thought it was just like a nod to the traditional music. It's like, oh, this is really nice. But then listening to it again, it's like, wait a minute, it's actually the theme. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's so cool. I'm glad it wasn't just like the exact same. Speed and tempo is the normal theme, but uh, yeah. that would have been weird. <laughs> it was like a weird. very like kind of chilled out version of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. nice and mellow, kind of like they just did it. They just did it on a sitar. 
<laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been less uh, mm. interesting, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no big musical dance number at the end. So, uh, God, <laughs> not quite Bollywood. <laughs> that nailed, would have been nailed cool. the Romans, That would have been though, a fun tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> like not, not, not within the canon of the show. Just all the crew and actors, <laughs> like after the doing, credits. Yes. A post-credits Bollywood dance sequence. Yes. That would be really fun. It's hard. Oh, yeah. you have to have crazy coordination oh, yeah. to do that kind of dancing and oh, yeah. like cardio. <laughs> okay, so next time on the show, Kerblam. 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 Space IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> we thought Amazon. Sp- I guess it's yeah. more like Space Amazon. Yeah. 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 Space eBay. <laughs> I feel like this type of episode generally doesn't turn out being the highest quality, but I still think it looks fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost the emoji bots again. Yeah. It, it looks very similar it, yeah. to the emoji or bots. Or the happiness patrol. Or... Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, the happiness patrols may be the worst, uh, worst uh, <laughs> Doctor Who <laughs> story I've ever seen. Was that the one where like they had the two different faces that would rotate? Happiness patrol was with the seventh Doctor... Uh, or was it with the six? It, like, I could see that it was just being done on a soundstage very, <laughs> very clearly. And it was, um, uh, but it was the episode episode with the, the Candyman. Candyman. The creature made it yeah. out of candy that would Birdie, turn you into Pretty Bassett. It was, a, it was a parody or satire of yep. Thatcher's England. Uh, yeah. Wait, what? Was, uh, You're not thinking of the Gravity Falls episode, are you? No. No, I'm thinking of a Doctor Who episode called The Happiness yep. Patrol. Ha. Huh. I must also, have what that Gravity one. Falls episode is a yeah. is a satire of Thatcher's England. <laughs> We're watching a very different Gravity Falls, I think. <coughs> Excuse me. Must have, been, must have been one of those bootleg episodes. I guess. Yeah, um, yeah no, really. Yeah. What Gravity Falls episode are you thinking of? one where like they had to appease the halloween god with x amount of pieces of candy and then it turns out it was all the loser candy that nobody likes (laughs) i get the impression that the Candyman in the doctor who episode is not literal candy oh Uh, it was he looks like the licorice all sorts guy yeah really yeah yes he 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 really does okay the point is we want to get we want to get carolyn back on this call yep the point is, Kerblam looks... Well, that looks really stupid. For yes. people, but, um, <laughs> what kind of darkness will happen at Space Amazon? Is it going Ooh. to be a scathing satire of, of that? Is it going to be a send-up no. of them destroying whatever city they're they're based in with their warehouses? Well, maybe they're maybe the try. people are being turned into the robots. Yeah. Cybermen all over it's again. Gonna be- I think it's going to be, like, consumerism is bad, guys. I also think it's going to be a goofy episode. Like, a li- For yeah. Sure. I, I would rather it be a goofy episode as opposed to something that yeah. they're taking too seriously. Maybe yeah, we'll it's, see. It's 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 uh, one where you'll miss Murray Gold's music. Okay, well, uh... Well, maybe bring, as well... Did you have another thing get some, to see? Yeah. It's gonna, really quick. Maybe we'll actually see Yaz uh, do some policing, you know, hmm. set up a, oh, yeah. set up a, a, a perimeter and that sort of thing. Do some patrol. <laughs> she just carries around like a roll of like caution tape in her pocket. <laughs> She's like, I, I got, I got this, guys. Got this perimeter Maybe. secured. I'm on it. <laughs> you know what? Then let's yeah, let's bring Carolyn back. Um, yeah. 
one of the things that I was thinking about was, are they on the TARDIS and, like, this is just them going around? Yes, that's... No, no, but, like, is it, like, here's my daily life, I'm going to work, and then, like, five o'clock, go with the doctor... And then come back right back at five o'clock and then continue oh, with the oh, life. You mean, or is it that they're on the TARDIS going around doing all the adventures and then mm. they come back? Because it kind of implied that they were doing the former with Yaz and the yeah. grandma's birthday. Well, because, well, yeah, they came back in in spiders and dropped mm. them off and then they went off again. I think they're just mm. going back and forth like, like Clara did. Yeah, because Clara was very specifically like... You're not getting in the way of my mm. real life. Yeah. yeah more... Whereas, like, Amy and Rory are like, oh, what do you mean three years has passed? <laughs> yeah. Shit. More of a, more of a part-time job yeah. attitude. Yeah. There's some, like, something, you know, board game night or something for them, but going across space yeah. in time. Yeah. Yeah. So then, like, maybe Almost. bouncing on that... If that's the case, and they do still do their daily lives, then maybe we'll get to see more of their daily lives. Like, what job does Graham have? Is he retired? Does he have a job? He's, He's a, a bus, bus driver. driver. Right, right. <laughs> maybe. It's like a very significant <laughs> part of Graham. That's how he makes all his connections. He's yeah. a bus driver and he's quippy. Yeah, he's gonna have to. He's the quip king. It's gonna. He's gonna find himself in a situation where only he is able to pilot the space bus. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> who, who was driving the bus? Which bus? No, I feel like there was a politician who was, like, driving... Oh, no, wait. I think this might be a Sudbury-specific thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. It might have been... <laughs> might have been. Never mind. Go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been Sudbury politics. Someone was driving the bus. <laughs> I'll use Sudbury, Ontario yeah. listeners out there. And maybe in, maybe in Sheffield, uh, there's also a politician known for... For driving buses around, and that person is represented by Graham and Doctor Who, who is, a, who is in fact a bus driver. <laughs> anyway, that being said, it's time to rate the episode. <laughs> a flawless segue, as always. Though. Who would like to go first? <laughs> I will pick someone to go first. It's like the teacher asking. I know. To present first. I know, Carolyn. I'm going to say about six demons. This this episode was worth about six demons. Ooh, out of how many demons? Ten. My, my usual ten. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Ten demons. There was uh, everything but sloth. Uh, sorry. Uh, Nobody was lazy at all. Not this episode. I don't think so. Pretty active. Mm-hmm. Wait. Everything, everything moved around pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. I mean... There was like 24 hours before their wedding and then like three until they got kicked off their land. So it it was pretty fast moving. I mean, all in all. Um, I enjoyed it, most of all, uh, because the doctor was playing the teacher role again. I I think I Mm -hmm. genuinely enjoyed that. I would have liked to, and I did enjoy her... uh, I enjoyed her enjoying uh, a feminine aspect, like exploring mm-hmm. some of, oh, this is what, you know, women have done for centuries in India, and she's being invited into that instead of the typical uh, stagnite that the boys were 
involved mm. in. Mm. <laughs> We're desperately trying to do and failing very miserably. I mean, they, I mean, they had a lot to go up against with the horrible <laughs> tension between the two brothers. I mean, your stagnite didn't have racial, didn't have like religious tensions. Not that I was involved in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there you go. Mm. Six, six out of ten, I'd say. Okay. Three out of five. If you, if you want to oh, reduce, fractions. yeah, 60% yeah. might say. Oh, mm. sexy. Percentages. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is in base 10. Give it to me in base 3. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, Soph. Mm. I appreciate the episode for like I was saying before about like this is stuff that happened in the past this is stuff that's still happening now do you see how ridiculous it was back then and how much pain and devastation it caused let's not repeat that kind of garbage I appreciate that um I appreciate getting to learn more about you know the the history of the the separation and you know the lives that it affected um the boys were just kind of there they didn't really do much. Um, I liked how the doctor officiated. That was really sweet. Mm-hmm. It's funny, too, because she was like, you know, no interfering. And then it's like, hey, do you want to fish? He's like, hell yeah. And he has to like, what did you say about not interfering? He's like, ah, oh, come on. Well, by that point. <laughs> by that yeah. point, it's like, you know what? One room. Um, yeah, it, it was a very heartbreaking story. That, like, surely one of hundreds, if not thousands, the, the same sort of thing happened in, like, to people in that time. Um, so, I'd say give it a thumbs up. Alright. Z. I'm gonna second that thumbs up. Two thumbs! I also really enjoyed the episode. Um, I mean, for all of its faults, I get, like, even when watching it, I was very much aware, like, oh, hey, this is a, another Yaz episode, but still don't know too much about Yaz. Um, but just the story, I guess, weirdly enough, if you took out all the Doctor Who elements, and I guess, yeah, actually, if you, if you took out all the Doctor Who elements, this was just a good episode of dramatic television. Mm-hmm. Like without the Doctor, without the TARDIS, without time travel, without the the aliens, it's just like a dramatic, a well told dramatic story of star crossed lovers. Mm-hmm. There's there's still a full plot in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I guess maybe because it's uh, definitely an episode where the Doctor and the crew were mostly observers, except for maybe the officiating part. That's kind of what it was. So. Yeah, but the fact that it comes out of a series like Doctor Who, I think, still uh, still merits a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Chloe. Well, a broken watch can still be correct twice a day. <laughs> and this is the second good episode of this season. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hey. Um, however, I will qualify it with the same qualifications I gave to Rosa, Hmm. which was 
as as you said, Z, it's a good episode of dramatic television. It is... I think it's a better episode of Doctor Who than Rosa was. Because Rosa was so, like, locked in. Yeah. Right. In a yeah. sense. Like, they were wanting to lock in the historical yeah. happening. <laughs> and by that, the, the entire story fell locked in as well. Whereas in this one, it's a historical event, but yep. the characters are not like famous yes. historical figures. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it has a little bit more flexibility, which I ultimately find it to be a better episode of Doctor Who. But I'm still feeling like I don't want to rewatch this season. Mm. Like if you put the last five or ten or however many seasons of Doctor Who in front of me and you said, We're gonna we're gonna do a marathon, like what what season do you want to rewatch? This is not anywhere in my top three or five or I mean from that point on that it becomes a little bit more spotty, but like it's not in my top three for sure. I don't think there's enough there hasn't been enough interesting elements that make me want to rewatch this season aside from if I'm doing a deliberate rewatch. Mm-hmm. And this episode is, again, like, I was emotional with this episode. It definitely hit the emotional beats that it needed to. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not fulfilling the character building that I want it to, build, to be fulfilling. And I have said this before, and I'll say it again, I like an arc. This season doesn't have an arc. And I'm having a hard time looking past that. And it's... So on the whole, it's not super doing it for me. So ultimately, episode was good, but uh, so a correct time on the broken watch, <laughs> but uh, not yeah, nothing I want to watch again. There's so many like little pieces of stuff that they're doing um, that could form a really satisfying whole and they're not quite there in terms of like the season. I did rewatch some of this episode. Oh, did you? I did. Hmm. Um, Thanks. <laughs> you, I was you, working. You just said you didn't want to rewatch it. <laughs> well. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I did I I did enjoy this episode. It's a thumbs up. It's, you know, handling it Maturely, like the doctor can't just come in and save the day all the time. I, I like that. I mm-hmm. like the real tension that uh, you said the boys didn't get anything to do. And that's not quite true. Graham speaking to Prem just before the wedding teared me up as well. Yeah. I think Be- that's what actually teared me up. Okay. That. I also teared up at the end. Yeah. When like, Prem actually gets shot as well. I but- think I teared up more with Graham talking to Prem than I... Because like... By the time he's like, in, like we already know he's gonna die, so yeah, I felt like it was like less emotional for me because I kind of like yeah. knew what was kind like he's gonna get shot, but okay. they're not gonna show it because it's BBC in yeah. the middle of the afternoon. But it's like Graham knowing that he's going to die as well mm-hmm. and still trying to be. If Graham starts chicken. crying, I'm gonna like lose yeah. my shit. <laughs> like it's like when when Joe cries in the Flash. Yeah, <laughs> but that was really like that. Uh. Mm-hmm. Me and like, for the most part, I'm enjoying this. Like, there's there's definitely something markedly different about the camera work this season, mm-hmm. and I don't think it works all of the time, but it works a lot of the time. 
60% of the time it works all the time. I feel like <laughs> we, we haven't really gotten many wide shots at all. I feel like there's there's less um, establishing of a setting in, in, in all of the episodes. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of dive right into the story and just have kind of a narrow view of it. And it, there are a couple points where it went from like like a tight tight shot on someone's face to a wide shot that was kind of weird and there were a couple points where I felt the rhythm of the dialogue was a little bit off mm-hmm. like it was just everything was a half second too long or something mm-hmm. like that I don't know what's going on there <laughs> but I enjoyed the story this episode told I like that the aliens were not just assassins or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or that the, I like that they were assassins and then changed like it wasn't the doctor making a wrongful assumption like based on the information she had she mm-hmm. Assumed correctly. Notably, yeah. it was also not the doctor that made them change. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Which is a thing we would have seen previously. Yes, they oh, yeah. themselves changed and like were atoning. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that as soon as the doctor found that out, she also did the little hand symbol they were doing. Mm-hmm. Out of respect, she's like, oh, I get your, your biz now. So I respect it. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. As I said, all the all the characters for the episode were really strong, um, and it was as Z said, it's a it's a good story that also has Doctor Who elements to it. I'm not tired of that yet. <laughs> I feel like like if it goes on, that it's like, oh, we've written this great plot with these these characters, and then we'll stick Doctor Who in. I feel like <laughs> that that would grate on me after not too long. Yes. So far, it's fine as as long as the story is a good one. In this case, it was. Mm-hmm. So that is a thumbs up from me. Cool beans. Cool beans. Lovely. <laughs> we shall see how the next episode goes. Mm-hmm. No spoilers for Carolyn. Ten episodes this season. Ten. And we're at six. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Next one's seven. Yeah. And there is no Christmas special this year, <gasps> but instead a New Year's special. Oh. Hmm. Yes. Is this still going to be Christmas like, themed though? Or? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Huh. Excuse me, you don't work for the BBC? <laughs> this did. isn't a BBC-sponsored podcast. I wish that it, by BBC. I, I wish that it no. was. I know, right? Uh, you said it's New Year's. Is that the 30th of December, seeing as that's the Sunday? It's, or It's the 1st. Oh, it's, January it's a Tuesday. 1st. Year's day. Year's day. Yes. Huh. That's a Tuesday. Oh. Well, I mean, that makes, but that makes sense, because, like, the Christmas special was always on Christmas, and Christmas is a variety of days. Yeah. And yeah. This is yeah. Just one week on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's a Christmas guess... tradition. How dare they? Whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemy. I mean, it is, a, it is a little bit weird, because, like, it is such a British tradition for, the, yeah. for shows to have a Christmas mm. special. Yeah. And uh, that's what's a little bit weird. If I could churn. Churn up the rumor mill just a little bit. Love it. Turn that into a sweater. It seems that it's possible that there's not going to be a Doctor Who season next year. So this could be their way of saying Doctor Who aired in 2019. That's extremely offensive. Oof. That's awful. It's just what I've heard. It's just what I've heard. They might do a 2019 Christmas special. That's true as well. And then, like, restart the season there. Yes. What are you smiling at? (laughs) (laughs) he's like smiling down the hallway and i'm like what are you looking at (laughs) ghosts i think well all that all that remains to do this episode 
uh, is plugs. Oh, don't make me plug. I feel bad. I feel guilty every time. All right, Z, would you like to plug? <laughs> sure. Uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> I would like to plug my uh, my meager presence on social media over at Twitter and Instagram, both as at Nick S C Zach. That's N I C K S C Z A C H on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also find my translation of Beowulf over at bloggersbeowulf.com. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's it for now. Okay, okay. Um, Carolyn does not exist on. I am still <laughs> a mystery. You know what we should. You know what I should have posted though? I should have posted something from Pathfinder this weekend. Yeah. That would have been really smart. What a great idea that was. Because <laughs> um, so we are the coolest gang. So where can you oh, go yeah. to not see that picture? Uh, if you want to not see the picture of me playing Pathfinder for the first time with a good chunk of the Nyxcast family, mm-hmm. it would be at Normal Wolf Cosplay on Instagram. And I guess on Facebook, too, which I never mentioned, but there's, like, far less on Facebook. And as a rule, I kind of hate Facebook. Everyone no one is super in, interested in Facebook these days. It's not good nah. for promoting your stuff. The reach is terrible. Mm-hmm. I, and, I just don't even like interacting with Facebook. Like, in my personal Facebook. It's not great. It's not, not good. Not good, Lynn. No, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Controversial yeah. opinions here. <laughs> I don't know if that is controversial anymore. Not at all. No. I feel like the only That's people who sarcastic. like Facebook are like... I know, but like, <laughs> I really feel like the only people who really like Facebook anymore are like moms. Yeah. <laughs> trying to sell their pyramid schemes and show <laughs> pictures of their babies. You know what? That is exactly what my sister does. So like, oh, you're well, right on the money. It. <laughs> it's okay. It's what my cousin does too. Who uh, hopefully never listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so plug your stuff. Uh well the only thing I can think of really is my Tumblr or um Instagram, sorry. Which has links to my deviant art. I also have a Tumblr but I don't really update it, so um Instagram has more stuff. I post, you know, not just art but cool things too. That's um sofa cushion art uh, on Instagram. All one word. That's it. Inktober is over, so I haven't really been doing much art-wise. I should probably post, like, a compilation of all of them, but, uh, you know, stuff reasons. <laughs> oh, speaking of, like, themed months, mm-hmm. Z, are you doing nano nano Rimo? No. That's right. No. No? Okay, sorry. I, I, mean, I mentioned <laughs> No worries. You did it enough times, you, <laughs> you climbed that mountain already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm writing all the time anyway, so. Fair. One of those, so, one of those uh, people who quite firmly believes in uh, the uh, theory, method, practice of not breaking the chain. Hmm. Mm. What about November? You're a method. You're a method af- actor. Quite That's right. <laughs> yeah. Is there November beats? You've been kind of doing. There it, is November beats. I haven't been on it every day, mm. uh, but I am posting. We were like away from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I've been posting some beats. Got my cool new pedal uh, that I've been employing in those beats. I can vouch; it's extremely cool. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 mainly beats and pictures of my face <laughs> over at Victory Lime on Instagram, and also um, 
fewer pictures, but also at Victory Lime on Twitter. Um, this is, of course, a NextCast podcast. If you want to hear more from NextCast, you can head on over to Phantopological.com and check out Z and myself, as well as Nick T, talking about a different fandom every week. Um, what was this week's? This week's... Oh, man. Um, what did you just record? What we just record was uh, an episode on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be... That was a good one. And what's getting released this week? Um, what is out right now is uh, a conversation about the Vampire Chronicles. Oh. That was a very interesting episode. If you want to learn more about the Lestat, about Lestat yeah. the musical, please tune into our Vampire Chronicles <laughs> episode. Wait, you know what? You I kind from... of do. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. You mean from interview the from the Vampire Lestat? Yeah. Yeah, yes. from the Anne Rice. Yep. He has a musical? Yes. Wow. Everyone has a musical. Ran for six yeah. shows, written by Elton John and others. <laughs> let's, just, wow. let's just say he doesn't have a musical anymore. Are you serious? Anymore. It was written by Elton John? Yes. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I need to listen to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, <laughs> want to get feedback on, on this show? You can do so uh, by emailing who at the nextcast.com. Who? Who at the nextcast.com. Who? At the nextcast.com. <laughs> and, um, and you can uh, send us your feedback on the episode or on our episode about the episode. Um, so un- until next time, we will uh, see you next week when we talk about Kerblam. Kerblam. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm.